Welcome to True Crime Daily. Now, even though these stories are short, they are very much intended for an adult audience. The stories you'll hear cover some very serious subject matter, and they contain content that will be alarming for some listeners. Listener discretion is very much advised. John List was a grubby, pathetic piece of shit. Now, pay extremely close attention to the wanted posters in your neighborhood, because you may be living next door to a murderer. Or in the case of John List's neighbor, a mass murderer. John List, aka Robert Clark, aka Fuckface, had his crimes featured on the TV show America's Most Wanted 18 years after he committed the extremely vicious crime of murdering his entire family. It was his neighbor in Denver who saw the episode and recognized John or Bob or whatever from an age-progressed clay bus shown in the episode. After 18 years of dodging the authorities, John List was fucked. Let's go back to when John List was a devout Lutheran, a Sunday school teacher, and an accountant. On paper, he was a boring average human being. His career took him and his family from Detroit to New York, and then finally to New Jersey, where List, his wife Helen, their three children, Patricia, John Jr., and Frederick, along with List's mother, would settle in a 19-room Victorian mansion, while List worked as a vice president at a bank in Jersey City. Five years later, in 1971, he lost that job at the bank. And now given his strict upbringing, apparently welfare was not an option, as it would bring too much embarrassment to the family, and it would go against all the principles of self-sufficiency his father had instilled in him. So no job, and welfare not being an option, it made more sense to list for him to spend his days at the train station reading the newspaper. So his family never knew he was without a job. And at the same time, he would skim just enough money from his mother's bank account to pay the bills and keep up appearances. As the year progressed, List continued to find himself without a job. And in his twisted mind, he had one of two options. Either come clean to his family about their financial situation or kill them all. And six months after he lost his job at the bank, on November 9th, 1971, List shot and killed each member of his family, one by one. He started the day by seeing his three children off to school. After the children had left, he went into the kitchen and he shot his wife while she drank her morning coffee. His mother lived in their converted attic on the third floor. And after killing his wife, he went upstairs and shot and killed his mother while she laid in bed. One of the most sickening aspects of his actions that day was how methodically he planned it all out. After killing his wife and mother, he waited for Patricia, the oldest daughter, to return home from school, knowing that she would be home earlier than the other children. He shot and killed her as soon as she arrived home, after which he made himself a sandwich and ate it on the front porch while waiting for Frederick, the youngest son, to arrive home from school. Frederick arrived home, and he too was shot and killed. List, the animal, left the house and headed to the bank. He closed down both his and his mother's bank accounts. From the bank, he headed to John Jr.'s soccer game. He sat in the crowd and he cheered his older son on while he played. List took John Jr. home after the game and shot and killed him. The twisted fuck piled the lifeless bodies of his family in the home's ballroom on top of sleeping bags. As a devoted Lutheran, List knew that his pastor would understand his motives. He wrote a letter to his pastor explaining his concerns 
that if his family was faced with poverty, they may drift away from God. This was the only way Liss could ensure their safe arrival into heaven. Along with leaving the letter behind, Liss removed himself from all the family photographs. He cancelled all deliveries of milk, mail in the newspaper, and he wrote letters to the children's schools and jobs saying the family was going on a vacation and not to expect them. He cleaned up the crime scene and spent that night in the house, sleeping just upstairs from his murdered family. The next morning he turned on all the lights and left a radio playing religious hymns and left the house for good. A month or so went by before the neighbours began to get suspicious. Bulbs began to burn out, and even though the Lists were somewhat a reclusive family, there was no movement at all. 28 days after the murders, police entered the home. They found the family's bodies, the note to the pastor, and the music still playing. Police found Lists' car at JFK Airport, but no evidence that he ever boarded a plane. The murders received national attention and police investigated hundreds of leads without success. Nine months later, the family home burned down. It was ruled as arson, but still to this day remains an unsolved crime. For whatever psychotic reason, List believed he was doing his family a favour, keeping them all from a life of poverty and giving them clear passage to heaven. But for the 18 years since he murdered them all, it was completely fine for List to go on living his life. During the years following the family's murder, Liss slipped back into his boring life, almost replicating it exactly. He settled in Denver under the name Bob Clark and took an accounting job and he joined another Lutheran church. He also got married again to a woman by the name of Dolores Miller. Now fast forward to 1989, 18 years after Liss did what he did. 1989 was the first year the popular Fox program, America's Most Wanted, was on TV. Frank Bender, a renowned forensic artist, was able to perfectly sculpt the age-progressed clay bust of List. The bust was featured on the May 21st episode to an audience of over 22 million people. Tips rolled in, and in less than two weeks after that episode, John List was arrested at work. One of his neighbours saw the episode of America's Most Wanted and recognised him straight away. At the trial, List spun the same bullshit of doing this for his family. He blamed his PTSD from the time he spent in the military. He blamed financial difficulties and welfare not being an option. And he even blamed his wife's alcoholism and her untreated syphilis as a reason for what he did. At sentencing, he denied any responsibility for his actions and said, I feel that because of the mental state I was in at the time, I was unaccountable for what happened. I ask all affected by this for their forgiveness, understanding and their prayers. The judge was obviously unaffected by this, and List was convicted of five counts of first-degree murder and sentenced to five terms of life imprisonment. List died in 2008, aged 82, of pneumonia. In a 2002 interview from prison, he said he didn't kill himself after killing his own family because he felt that that would prevent him from getting into heaven. All he wanted was to reunite with his wife, mother and children in the afterlife where he believed there would be no pain and suffering. In List's mind, suicide was a heaven no-go. Murdering your whole family with good intentions gets you in. <laughs>